0: no sales or more sales, learning should never stop. That's why you and I are here. Bringing you Limitless, a maverick podcast channel with perfectly blended sales and marketing tips. Tips from people who've been there and done that. Put on your headsets, earphones, or AirPods because we are going for a heck of a sales hack ride. Hey all, welcome to another episode of our Limitless podcast series. I'm Nisha, a product marketer at Hippo Video and your podcast host. We have with us today Tom's column. Hi, Tom. Welcome to Limitless.
1: Hey, good to see you. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited to talk with you all.
0: Ah, the pl- pleasure is all mine. It's great to have you here. So, a little about Tom Tom is the founder of the SD Lab, an organization that reimagines output sales. He works as a strategic sales advisor and consultant helping companies accelerate sales growth while improving operational efficiency. And he has also recently unlocked the power of videos. So today, Tom will be sharing with us what he has learned from using video for outreach. So you can take your video game to the next level. Sorry about the pun, but yeah. (laughs) All (laughs) right. (laughs) Okay, I guess that was him. Okay, so on to the questions. Tom, you have recently started using video to connect with your audience. What prompted you to do so?
1: Yeah, great question, right? Um, I dabbled in some video content back in early 2020 or late 2020 um, from a content creation standpoint. And I also started seeing it create traction in the prospecting motion uh, from a sales aspect, right? With, with some tools out there like Vineyard, Loom, Hippo Video, some coming onto the scene and showing us how to creatively use video um, in our touch points in sales. And then just seeing creators using it um, on LinkedIn. And so I kind of dabbled in it. I took some, I uh, learned a few things, but what got me to come back to it this time around was just the support of the community on one standpoint, just lifting me up to say, hey, you should be doing a lot more video. Okay. I think video and content is good when you may be too wordy or unable to convey what you want to get across uh, in text. So mm-hmm. jumping on video really allows you to show some creativity, show some, uh, expansion and context on what you're saying, but that, you know, really long winded email or, um, uh, content piece of text mm. isn't so long now. It's like a two minute video, one minute video. Um, and you're able to get more out and, and kind of deliver a clearer message. So that's why I'm starting to get into video. Um, mm. text is great. Um, but I, I love to let people see my energy, my, yeah. my face and make a stronger relationship. Um, So that's why I dove into it again. And that's what's kind of led me to picking it back up in my sales process and in my content.
0: That's great. So, I mean, people trust you more when they can actually see you, right? See what kind of a person you are, how you speak and everything else. So, yeah.
1: hundred percent. That's what changed for me. I had a lot of folks responding to me a lot different. It puts a face to the name in the sales process as well, right? There's a lot of noise. You're very, you know, you're just coming across this text. And that doesn't separate you from anybody. But when you start putting in video,
0: mm-hmm. you're really
1: able to connect with that person on a whole new level. They're able to see that you are real. You're not spamming them. You're not a bot. Um, and it just builds that stronger relationship. And they get to see all sides of your face, right? They're getting yeah. a little different dimension to you. And it makes the wor- world of distance in, in building trust and, and credibility with, with your prospects or your audience.
0: Awesome. So, I think I've seen a couple of your videos on LinkedIn and they were great, to be honest. So, how do you decide what to talk about in each video? Getting started is the, you know, getting started is something most people struggle with. So, how do you decide your content?
1: Yeah, from a content standpoint, in order to just get started, I actually got a tip uh, from Chris Bogue on repurposing content that you've already created. So for me, what I was able to do is go like a year back in some of the content that I've made and repurpose those as videos this time around. Um, So a few of those pieces were repurposed in video form. I just went back through how I wrote that post and just recorded instead. Uh, Made it a little bit cleaner, added some flair with some personality. And then as far as, you know, what any fresh new pieces I made, it was being tapped into the industry and the, the market that I'm in and understanding what some conversations were being had. I was checking out content around cold calling. I do like hashtag cold calling and find those kind of pieces of content in the last like week, see what people were asking, what kind of conversations were coming up. And then that would help me decide, like, I wanted to jump in here and give my two cents or provide some tips around what's actually, you know, a problem my audience is looking to solve right now. So not only am I engaging, but I'm also relevant, um, yep. and they like the content.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Relevance is key, right? When you are just jumping on a cold call or doing cold outreach, if people need to know why you're reaching out to them. Relevancy yes. is,
1: is what really is personalization, right? And and really what you're trying to do is it's about building that, that relevancy and that relatability with your prospects and your messaging and in your outreach, mm. saying, I know your world, I'm tapped into it, right? When you're you talk to all these folks on a regular basis more so than a lot of people do. So you got to understand their world, you know, know their pains, their goals. So you're able to build that relevancy and say, you know, what would be a great piece of content for my audience right now is something around this new tr- this new problem in the area or this area that they're struggling in at a high level. Let me create a piece of content for that. And that drives you a new funnel of business, right? Because other folks want to have that problem. And they're seeing you're your being relevant. They're like, hey, I could use that. Um, so you're always staying in touch with your your audience and, and giving them what they they need um, in a way that keeps you always top of mind for them. And then you build that credibility. They're like, this person really knows our space, you know, and everything they've ever done for us has been of value. We should talk business with them.
0: All right. So are all the videos that create one-on-one, like do you create one video for each prospect or do you somehow create like a... I don't know template and then personalize the video for each of your prospects like how is your video creation process in sales
1: yeah so when it comes to the sales motion i do try to batch Um, i try to each video is recorded one-to-one there are a couple great tools out there like pokus and some other ones that like Mm -hmm. allow you to scale a little bit through some automation uh, and then kind of put those frameworks in there right but like hippo video right same thing kind of creating those journeys But for me, I do try to keep it one-to-one and and send those personalized videos. In my videos, I do a lot of screen sharing. I think it's really fun to bring in some elements and visuals for them to actually follow along on and and show them. Again, show me you know me. I might load up their Mm -hmm. profile on LinkedIn and kind of walk them through what I'm seeing and then show them what I'm trying to offer um, in some visual form, right? Versus, hey, just look at my face um, and look at me talking to you. Uh, those <laughs> never converted for me. Uh, when I was using them in my outreach, it wouldn't convert if I just did the video, the face-to-face. When I started yeah. doing screen share and doing some guided stuff, uh, that's where I started getting people captivated and, and watching the videos. And so I do one-to-one. But what I'll do is I'll block out about an hour a day, and I'll try to aim for a goal in that hour of you know twenty videos. If I'm averaging oh, about five <laughs> minutes of video. Right, right. You try to put that together, right? Five minutes of video. I'm in and out. I kind of have my framework, Mm -hmm. um, my process. Um, Like I said, I start with their LinkedIn. I talk about why I'm even reaching out that relevancy there. And then Mm -hmm. I'm converting to the show me, you know, me part. And for me, I was using it very heavily when I was in a digital space and SEO uh, at Mm -hmm. my last company. And I would show them their actual website. So I'd start on their LinkedIn, jump over to their website, walk them through what I'm seeing. And so why I was reaching out. And they couldn't argue that because I was visually showing them the problems mm-hmm. right in front of their face, that they would be captivated and respond. So I batch them five minutes or so. I get through that. Um, I pick out the prospects I'm going to send that to. And then I start recording and dropping them all out there. Um, okay. And then, you know, try to get my response from there. Uh, but I don't try to do them. A lot of people make the mistake of trying to do them as they go. And that's yeah. just going to run you down. Mm-hmm. Don't do that Don't, you know, take a note. If you think this next touch point should be in the video and this is a great opportunity to do it, take a task, make a task and set it for your admin hours at the end of the day, right? And say, I'm going to come back to this one. I'm going to show them a video and get that out. Don't try to just stop what you're doing and all of your momentum to, you know, spend the next 30 minutes trying to conduct a video that you're not really prepared for. Mm -hmm. Um, So I try to allocate that time to making those videos and then do that. As far as on my content creation side, those are pretty in, those are pretty live. I make those the morning of, um, and I try to jump on those. It shouldn't, doesn't take too long to kind of create a two minute video. Sometimes it takes up to like 15, 20 minutes cause I got to kind of refilm a few times, but I am trying to look into batch recording. Um, a lot of creators do that. They'll sit on a yeah. Sunday and they'll make like, you know 18 videos off of one thing and store them and then use them as they need. Um, I have not got to that level,
0: <laughs> but it's coming. Why I asked you this is like HIPPO video has functionality where you know you can record like your video in templates usually the middle part is the same right the part where you talk about yourself or your company, it's only the starting and the ending that differs for each of your prospects so you can, you know, record the middle part in bulk, record your introduction and your outro separately and stitch those three together. Gotcha. I like that. Yeah, so that's something we do and uh, a lot of our customers really love that so that's why I brought it up and sorry if there's a little of a self promotion, but yeah.
1: No, please do it. No, that is great and and such a great thing in, in the process of creating your videos to pretty much have that beginning and end potentially already yeah. framed up, right? It's a template, you yeah. conduct it, you already have it in your flashy points that you usually say with everybody. So you yep. just record that, insert their name on that live part and then go right yep. into your middle and exactly. then boom, click yep. the end. Uh, no, that's that's huge. That is way, way better. Um, and I need to start doing that myself because I already have like those, those common intros and outros that I need to plug in. Okay. Then it's just a matter of loading up that
0: template, putting yep. in the middle
1: and, and you're done in a few minutes.
0: Yep. Love That's that. Exactly what Awesome. So can I know a little about your response rates now? Like has using videos improved your response rates? Are people more responsive to videos? What's the traction you've been getting since you started using videos over text?
1: hundred percent hundred percent it's been an incredible experience both on the content creation side and on the sales side content creation side it opened up a lot more conversion okay. so text was getting a lot of views and I could go for a lot of reach but mm-hmm. it wasn't converting necessarily to the back end um, at the scale of what I saw with video within seven days of creating videos I landed like three or four co- clients. Wow. Just because they saw a different approach. They were like, I I knew and I loved your content. But as soon as I saw your video, that was the moment I knew I wanted to work with you. And I was like, that's incredible because it it brought them to see me from a different side, right? So Mm -hmm. the conversion, uh, you won't get high reach with videos and content, but the conversion and the relationship building side of it, way more stronger than what you're seeing with just people reading your words. Mm -hmm. It's just different, right? Reading your words. It doesn't really create that emotional response really well. Uh, but where they watch you in video, you, they just get really fired up. They, they feel that emotional pool because they're seeing you. Um, and there's some context behind what you're doing. So it changed it for me. I'll be definitely incorporating it in my content from a business standpoint and a content creation uh, perspective. And then on a sales side, it does, didn't do well for me when it was like in the very beginning, like first or second touch point. Um, That was kind of an early on already indicator that, you know, dropping a video, right? When somebody, you just found somebody is a little too early, but when Mm -hmm. I started seeing their success was around touch point four through six, once Mm -hmm. I've already kind of done the traditional methods of cold calling, you know, LinkedIn social and doing that. um, And I couldn't get them those ways when I came in around fourth or fifth touch with that video breakdown and kind of showing them why I've been reaching out my responses would finally come through. Um, and people would you know, compliment these videos. They've been complimenting these videos. Um, and the response rate is when, that's when I start hearing from a lot more people uh, than what I was seeing when I, one, didn't have video in my sequences and okay. uh, two, putting them in too early. Um, so yes, on both fronts, very big ROI for me. Highly recommend video. Um, on both sides of the house, um, in your in your processes.
0: Okay, so you use video mainly in your follow-up emails, not in the first email.
1: No, no, I don't. It's not my intro. Uh, it's not the initial outreach. I have a okay. few friends that do that immediately okay. as their first approach, um, and it works. It does really good wonders with the right audience and the right verticals. Recruiting mm-hmm. does a great job with this when they're in the recruiting industry. Video is really good. But when you're in like a sales, tech sales, so- software product, kind of rubs people the wrong way when it's coming in that first touch. Um, so it's definitely better in, you know, anywhere from your fourth through oh. sixth, seventh um, outreach. Okay. You might have not even heard from them yet, right? Maybe you've went three, four emails and haven't heard from them. Mm-hmm. Hop on video, you know, drop a quick, you know, I would say the sweet spot is anywhere from 45 to 90 seconds. Okay. Um, you don't want to go too long. You don't want to be trying to demo or pitch on these videos. It's more to just build your story of value and maybe show them a quick taste of, uh, your product or something to bite them in, you know, and invite them in. Uh, mm-hmm. but you're not doing like a long winded pitch video. These are not three to five minutes. You're not doing a whole thing. Um, you know, it's, it's meant to just be an extra touch
0: okay. and then it works
1: really, really good in, the the, the follow up game when it comes to closing deals, getting people to go through a proposal, um, there's a lot of use cases for video. When you get a deeper relationship with a prospect or they're already a customer, um, you can really use these to to bring home certain things. I had AEs at my last company mm-hmm. doing it to walk people through the proposal. Okay. They had a real stickiness with the proposal. They'd send it out. There was a, it was a little clunky, a couple steps, and we'd lose people often. We started implementing video walkthroughs under like 90 seconds of just showing them how to go through the proposal. We would pick up three, four extra proposals a week because we were finally guiding the people through the close um, and showing them what they needed to do without, hey, do we need to jump on a 30 minute call and let Mm -hmm. me walk you through that proposal, right? You send a video and your proposal and and you're just like, hey, 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 Tom, you know, wanted to drop that proposal to you. Here's a quick video on, on what's covered in there, how to go through it look forward to working together and in a, in 90 seconds you drop that and then send them that uh, that proposal you get it back at a lot higher rate because you're guiding them and they're getting to know you um, and it makes a big difference yeah. so a lot of different ways to use it
0: but that's one of our main use cases as well you know using videos during that proposal stage like not right at the start where people don't even know you as you said And yeah, I think when you send a video in your third or fourth outreach, like people just get intrigued. Okay, what is this? This There's something new. This is something this person hasn't ever done before. What's this? So they just open it, I guess. And they're hooked. Exactly. Yeah. So on to the next. What are some crucial things salespeople should keep in mind when creating videos for their prospects?
1: What are some things they should keep in mind?
0: Yeah. Uh, In terms of, uh, you know, the background or the content or anything
1: it's really the content right like okay. people don't really care about the other like stuff it doesn't have to be perfect it doesn't need to be you know in a great background these things do help and if you can take the time absolutely do them but they're not going to break make or break the video per se it's really about the content and the the, the long jet the the length of the video those type okay. of things um so when it comes to the content you really just want to make it about them right? Mm-hmm. Try to find a way to make it about them, show them, you know, them, um, some way that you can convey that because nobody wants to watch a video of you pitching yourself or talking about features and benefits. That's, that's all meant for the real calls that you're getting on the calendar and walking them through. It, yeah. It's not a pitch, right? You, you want to show them, you know, them bring in your relevancy, uh, and your relatability, right? Why are you reaching out? What is mm-hmm. actually the trigger or the, the thing that caused you to say, Hey, Tom, I'm reaching out to you because of this, um, you know, and, and, talk to them about that relevancy uh, because again, you're showing videos. So, and the last thing is make it fun, right? You don't have to be goofy. You don't have to be, you know, a comedian, but mm. smile, remember to smile. A lot of people forget to smile. So they just look <laughs> like they're just like, hate their jobs on these videos. Um, and you're like, Hey, it's okay. Right. Um, they're just so shy, but smile, be looking at the camera, right. Make that direct eye contact, be very clear, And try to find a way to be less wordy, right? Record it maybe once, watch it back, and then find a way to simplify what you just said in a much punchier way. Um, So I usually will edit maybe once to two times uh, just so I can lock it in. Mm. Um, But those are the things you really want to highlight, those type of things. Again, if you can do a screen share of any way, lean into that. If there's things you can show them or exactly show them what's broken in their process or You have data on the inside of your company that would really, you know, be valuable, you know, be valuable to them. Those type of things is what you want to focus on um, in those screen shares. Let them see, let them take it, you know, for a ride um, Mm. visually.
0: That makes sense because I think, uh, you know, that, uh, I don't know, the shyness or the reluctance to uh, show their faces and talk. To people directly is one of the main things that's holding people back from creating videos. I guess that's why a lot of salespeople shy away from creating videos. So do you have any tips to overcome that shyness? Like what can salespeople do to overcome that shyness and put themselves out there?
1: Create it in other places, right? Use it. Start just hitting the record button. What I did a lot of times was, and even in my video creation, I would actually just record stuff and not do anything with it. I would just start getting in the practice of doing it, right? Save them to your drafts. You never even have to post it or share it, but just get into practice. Um, so maybe this next week, if you're listening to this, just do practice videos to prospects. Don't even send them out, right? Maybe just spend a week in practicing um, and not even actually sending them, but just get comfortable hitting a button, seeing the process, see how it all works and kind of go through those motions without actually going through them. And another way is send them to your friends. I prospect a lot of my friends. I've always used my friends in my world to practice on, talk to, because they're your audience, right? They're the exact people you're talking to. So if I send you this video, tell me what you think. And they're like, man, that was boring. Like I I turned it off. I can't watch that. Okay, cool. Let me record another one. I'll go edit that. Or they're like, wow, that's really cool. I was really enjoying that entire video. They'll give you that real harsh feedback you need to hear um, and make your videos a lot better, right? so a lot of times and and third is overcome that fear uh detach from the outcomes enjoy it have fun in video that's the mm-hmm. biggest part it's just let people see your energy your your excitement and uh make a video is because you want to make it not because somebody's telling you to make it right that's not going to make it fun if you really want to prospect you know and use video then and to the right person Mm. Try it. Right. If if you think this could convey better in video and you've talked to them a few times and you're just not getting anywhere with them, turn the camera on and level with them. Right. Hey, Tom, I've been trying to reach out. I wanted to talk a little bit about what I saw on your LinkedIn and this trigger. And here's what I wanted to show you. If this is, you know, any relevancy to you right now, I would love to chat. Let me know what your schedule looks like. Right. And it's super easy. And that's a quick video that you just recorded in 40 seconds, you know, 50 seconds versus, you know, just another email coming out the inbox. So I would just say overcome that stuff. Just have fun with it. Um, Test on your friends, send them what you were going to send. Get creative, but don't have to go super crazy. Um, Just find that that uh, relatability. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But it's really, it's, it's, I I was terrified to do video. Um, I always, I still am. I still battle with it, even as I'm out there recording them. Mm -hmm. um, Because you just never know what people are going to expect. And they take time, you know, you've got to get the right, you know, you you might not be in the right setting all the time. But what I've learned is just, just fail hard and fail fast. Just get them out there, put in the practice, try to keep sending them my first 20 videos probably were awful, right? I got no conversion right off the bat. Mm. Uh, but once I started practicing and kind of getting it in there, the videos got cleaner and better. And then I started seeing that, that ROI yeah. come from them. Um, you know, and I'm still getting practice.
0: Okay, so the key here is to just start, just get started with it and the rest would follow. Take
1: the step. Take the step. That's it. Just do the next right thing. Just try one video I I did with my team. I had a few SDRs that were terrified of video and I had others cranking them out at like 15 a day. So what I started doing was I just forced goals and I incentivized video creation. So for those ones that were scared, I said, all I want you to do is record five videos this week. They don't Mm -hmm. have to even be sent out if you don't want to, but submit five prospect videos to me by Friday. Then the following week, it was 10. Then the following week, it was 15. Then the following week, we got up to 20. Um, and then they got really, really comfortable and started actually sending them out. And that's how I kind of got my team bought into video. And we did it at a small scale of uh, you know just five, just 10. Just do it. And, and and if you're not comfortable sending out, just send it to me and submit it to me. And then what we do in the one-on-ones is work through those videos, um, try to construct them. So once they were actually ready to start sending the prospect, they already overcame some of those those hurdles and bumps that's
0: great advice okay i think we are almost at the end of our time but there are a couple of questions i want to ask you about uh, cold calls since uh, you know you talk extensively <laughs> about that so is there a cold call template that you follow like you know uh, a pattern kind of you start with a problem statement and then talk about the state of the industry and then talk about your customer's problems like is there a pattern that you follow in your code calls
1: yeah i uh i call i call it the uh tab method uh it's called tab calling it's kind of the thing that's been my own playbook and it's trust authority and brevetity it's mm. kind of the framework that i will focus through is how do i build that trust how do i build that authority and how do i keep it you know through that brevetity And so my building blocks are usually my buyer's view that I try to do when building a script is where's my friendly intro? What's that intro that builds that, that trust right off the bat being super friendly. Then I lead into why me? So why are they, why, why, you know, the next thing they're going to do is that why me part, why are you reaching out? Mm -hmm. Third is peak curiosity. I try to dive into the curiosity element. I try to ask some questions, Um, I try to get them talking and kind of seeing things that they might not be aware of or Mm -hmm. something that will get them to say, I want to continue this convo. Last one, or the fourth is I then lead with putting them at ease. Again, that authority, that trust of, you know, I work with other companies. I work Mm -hmm. with other folks like you or bring in those uh, customer success stories um, and wow statements to kind of put them at ease with the friction they're probably seeing at this point in the call. And then my last one is I lead with presenting a give something of value, a free tip, something I can, again, earn that trust and, and uh, authority with them by, hey, what I'd love to do is invite you to a free training session on how to do this. Mind okay. if I get your email, right? That's how I'll close the call. It might not always lead to a meeting booked, but I always wanna give them something that I can give them to do right now. And it's they're gonna win with implementing whatever I gave them or looking at whatever I gave them to where then when I follow up, they're like Tom, man. What you shared with me last week on that call was so great. I was I, I, wondering I, if we could jump on a call to dive in, you know, some more. So I try to go through that buyer's view. I do have some scripts around it that I try to build from, but I'm usually, you know, and how that would sound. And and one flow would be, you know, hey Tom, this is Tom calling from the FD Lab. I'll keep this brief. I'll bring in a, tie, a trigger or a tie-in. The reason that you would care about that trigger, right? And then I would say I was reaching out around your outbound motion, Mm -hmm. and really what you are doing around your cold calling. Out of curiosity, where are you struggling in your cold calls? Is it the opener, the middle, or closing? Now Mm -hmm. I've piqued their interest. We're having a discussion, um, and they're going to tell me one of three ways. There, oh, we struggle with closing out the call. Great, believe it or not, companies like yourself are doing that exact thing right now. It's Mm -hmm. it's they're able to open the convos but they're not converting at a high level when, when cold calling, talk to me about that process right now, where you feel you're losing your, your, your calls. Now we're diving, right. And I might share a customer's story in there, you know, believe it or not, companies like that are doing the same thing. I talked to X, Y, Z last week, and we actually did one real quick thing in their closing. Um, Let me share this with you. Uh, We did this, right. We changed this one word and it really made a difference. Um, but the reason I was calling you specifically, Tom is I would love to invite you to one of our free trainings that we do kind of see if we can help your team out. Mind if I shoot, you know, what's your email and I can get you over that invite and that's my give. So that's kind of my whole flow with them to just kind of talk to them, have a natural conversation, show them why I'm calling, pique their interest, put them at ease because I'm the expert. I'm the authority here in this space. I know, you know, what I can do to help you. And then give them something or find a reason as to why we should continue to a further call. Um, so that's kind of that whole that whole script, that whole process or or mindset behind okay. how I approach to that.
0: So it's all about it all boils down to earning their trust and making the feel at ease and not being pushy it, exactly, right. I'm
1: not here to push a square into a circle, right? Uh, a circle into a square, right? If it's not working, it's not I, I, if you're selling, you're doing it wrong. that's that's my motto, right? If you're selling, you're doing it wrong. Um, if you're doing the right steps and you're calling folks the right way, it should be from a consultative approach. Um, and you're calling folks that you actually know are real prospects that have real problems that need to be solved. And you're putting them in the direction to, to help that out.
0: That's awesome. And uh, so do you have any go-to cold call or email opener that works for you almost every time? The do usually start with?
1: My cold call opener, right, is usually, uh, hey, Tom, it's Tom over at the SD Lab. Hey, the reason for my my call is I keep it very brief. Again, I'm trying to build that trust and and be very brief. I'm not trying to do the permission based opener or or try to buy their time. It's simple. Hey, it's Tom over at SD Lab. The reason for my call, Tom, is I was reaching out to you about your post on X Y Z. You know, do you have a moment to talk about that? Something like that. In um, email, I try to again, bring in why I'm bothering them in their inbox. I try to open up with, you know, hey, Tom, um, I saw your post. I saw this, you know, I was referred to you uh, through a warm intro, whatever it may be to at least let them know, like, I'm I'm reaching out to you because there's actual purpose here. Um, And so those are usually what my openers around are being very brief, very direct, uh, but also showing them it's all about them. I, I try to open up with, I'm calling about you um it's not the tom show it's not my product show it's about you and i'm i'm trying to open that combo up
0: yeah so just make it about them that works every time
1: yep that's it that's it's all it comes down to too many reps act like you know people owe them things they're sending videos they're being disruptive and they feel that prospects owe them things and once you can kind of let go of that and understand you're serving your your market you're trying to figure out how to go to market to help solve problems You're doing that from a consultant standpoint. You're not doing that from a pushy, you know, that's, that's no point. You're not forcing your, your tool into the market. You want to be invited in and uh, help those folks solve those problems.
0: Okay. All right. So I think uh, this is my final question to you. What are some books and podcasts that you recommend every salesperson should read or listen to, or that you read or listen to and would like others to do so too?
1: Yeah. uh, One of my favorites is Surfing Sales. Uh, by Richard Harris and Scott Lees. Yeah. They've done about 300 and like like 32 shows. Uh, they've done a great job with what they've put together. Um, and I learned a lot from that group and their episodes. So if you were in sales, I highly recommend you, you check them out. Uh, the other one is 30 Minutes to President's Club. Uh, anybody in the sales funnel trying to build a pretty good career in the form of sales 30 Minutes of President's Club is a great podcast. They uh, bring on folks that are some of the elite sellers, the top one percenters. And they're so good that if an episode actually doesn't hit home for them, they don't even post it. They don't even share it. That's how oh, crazy. Okay. Yeah, their catalog is. Um, if, if it doesn't work out, they scratch it. And that's crazy. Uh, but those are like the two that I will jam on and, and stay up to pretty regularly. A couple books that I like uh, is the, uh, the Presence Process. This one isn't really sales related, but it's really good for folks in the world of sales just kind of learning how to be present and in the moment um, and kind of not being so hard barter sales is balancing that emotional high, right, from the highs to the lows. And so it's a really good book um, that helps you, you know, uh, manage that. The other one is by Andy Paul. Uh, I just recently read uh, Sell Without Selling Out. Um, and that one's really good. Kind of to really a line. <laughs> <laughs> right. So without selling out, um, he did a really good job with this book. I was a big fan. It kind of walks through exactly kind of the model that I already believed in on selling with, without selling out, how do you have those conversations, um, in a different way? Um, so that's always a good one. The number one classic, if anybody in sales is how to win friends and influence people. That's another good one. I'll read about once a year. Um, that kind of keeps those those fundamental skills um, you know on lock and kind of in practice uh, but yeah those Carnegie, are a few recommendations right? so... yep yep that's yeah, Dale okay. Carnegie yep
0: okay Carnegie okay got it. so I think that brings us to the end of this episode so thank you Tom for your amazing insights on using video for outreach and so much more and I hope you continue to provide your audience with immense value using videos just like you did on our podcast today thank you so much for that Absolutely.
1: This has been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you.
0: And um, yeah, thank you listeners for tuning in today. We'll be doing many more of these podcasts with more such stellar sales leaders from around the globe. So stay tuned to our upcoming episodes. We are on Apple, Spotify, Google, and also Stitcher. Subscribe to get notified when a new episode is out. Please leave us a review if you're on Apple. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye and have a great day.